this could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello there, and welcome to the 161st edition, that's right, of Lewis Black's Rantcast entitled Beyond Insane, Beyond Cray Cray. Yes, um, that's all I got this week in terms of, a, I don't, I've, I've sat here, racked my brain for a title, okay? And um, I don't even know how to describe because it's catch up with stuff that I've missed and uh, the pile of nonsense grows higher and higher and... Uh, we have, we are, we are, uh, I don't know what is beyond insane or if there's a cray cray to the 50th power. I just love saying cray cray. Um, let me uh, first off say that uh, the 161st edition, uh, which I said was last week, was not the 161st. It was the 160th. This is the 161st. And, um, and I'd also like to say that uh, I would, uh, um, uh, I, I actually said the happy Valentine's Day, which was a glitch last week. But uh, for those of you who celebrated and who got things that they shouldn't have got at Christmas and that it was warm where you were and it was really great for you to get those gifts, I am really happy. Um, I, cu- I couldn't be happier for you. So uh, enjoy, please. And uh, um I hope it was just the best Valentine's Day ever. And you got little candies that uh, don't give you cavities and all sorts of stuff. All sorts of that wonderful Valentine's Day stuff. Hello. Just wanted to catch up on the places I'll be performing. On February 23rd, heading back finally to St. Louis, Missouri, actually uh, to Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, just outside of St. Louis or so they tell me. Uh, and I will be appearing at the factory there, followed by February 24th at the Diamond in the Rough. Uh, and it is truly uh, Springfield, Missouri. I will be at the Gilios Theater, ending it up finally on February 25th, the end of that run in uh, Omaha, another place. It has been too long since I've been here, been there. I'll be at the Steel House. And uh, I'll be on the Todd and Tyler show in the studio. Uh, following that show on Monday. So uh, that'll be the 26th. Uh, Looking forward to all those shows. Also, just uh, if you're really looking into the future and saying, gee, where can I race to if I have to walk, let's say, 400 miles over the next few weeks, it's uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, on March 8th at the Hackensack Meridian Health Theater. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, on March 9th at the F.M. Kirby Center for the Performing Arts, ending up in Munhall, Pennsylvania. That's on March 10th at the Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall. Uh, And uh, I will be heading toward Europe in May. Please check out all the dates if you're looking and uh, whatever else, Lewis Black at lewisblack.com. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, we are in the midst of lunacy, and uh, I am tired of it, and, and we can't keep doing this to ourselves. I mean, uh, it, um, we, we, we are just, you know, making ourselves nuts. I mean, even weather makes us nuts, okay? You, you, you used to just say it's going to snow. Look, if it's going to snow five inches, it's not going to be, uh, you know, it's not, a, a, it, it's, it's not a trauma. It is nothing to panic about. If it's going to snow nine inches in a lot of places, it's nothing to panic about. Or 10 inches, it's, you know, they just have to stop that. Because now we go, there's 146 million people who will be under the tremendous pressure of a weather system that is just so psychotic. It's going to come at them and be a billion bats behind them. Yes, not not bats that people hit, but real bats, blood-sucking bats. That's right, snow followed by bats, followed by giant tarantula. I mean, what does it take for these people to just tell us what the weather is? You need to bring Al Roker on to TV. You need to have these every six minutes of, of, of emergency, emergency. They, they, they've got to just quit. Okay. Then I get on the phone, call my friends who are in the place where it happened just recently in, uh, in uh, my friends in Los Angeles. Uh, and there was apparently, you know, the rainstorm and it was awful. And it did affect some people, some people. Okay, and it certainly screwed up a lot of people's lives. I get it. But I call my friends because I'm worried about them. And they go, well, you know, it was really just, it was raining. So, you know, they just have to quit making everything uh, as awful a scenario as possible. The levels of conjecture or nonsense. Um, At at some point, I I, I thought about calling this... uh, you know, fear of the present, which is what we seem to do. We want to be as, just as afraid. But I'm going to save that because it'll come back shortly, by the uh, probably by next week when I, when I don't have a title or when I call it cray-cray, cray-cray to the, the 200th power. I mean, look, you have a group of people in Congress who've been shrieking uh, along with the uh, the former president, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the $83 million man, and he's been screaming about the ghost of Christmas past in the White House, and he's not doing what he should be doing to secure our border. We only care about the Ukrainian border. Well, that's part of our border, too, you schmucks. Okay? And it is. It's, you know, it's, and, and we can actually do something there. 
down, but we apparently can't do anything uh, on our on our border because uh, why? Because the people who wanted things done on their border, and then they were told by the ghost of Christmas past they could have what they wanted on their border, and then the, uh, the those on the the progressives and the Democratic Party go, well, no, you can't do that. Well, they gave them everything they wanted, everything, apparently from what I can tell, from what I'm being told, from what I read, from what I see in the phone, what I see on the screen, what I see in the newspaper, everything, everything that they fucking wanted, they got. And they went, and then uh, the, the uh, $83 million man said, no, don't, don't vote for that. It's terrible. It's what he wanted. It's pretty much his bill from what I can gather, from what I read, from what I saw on the TV. Huh? It's what he wanted. And he said, well, you know, you can't vote for this because if you vote for this, I'm going to get rid of something here. Sorry. If you vote for this, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's, it's going to make it, you know, I got to run on it. If, who, who the fuck? Seriously. When you've got to deal with a problem and you've been screaming about the problem and everybody's now worried about the problem, because that's what we do now. We just worry about fucking everything. And you're told, you know, over and over again, and just, you know, and you've shown pictures of things that are just madness. And, uh, and then they can't get enough of showing uh, people, you know, migrants doing things that are awful or migrants who are being screwed over and migrants who are, who, you know, it, it, it's, it's just this endless loop. And so they came up with what was essentially a way to, to deal with it. And, uh, and they voted against it. Here's what you want. Everything you want, we're going to give it to you. And they voted against it. I mean, I don't even know what to say. If that's, that's beyond insane. It really is. And the people who voted for it, one of the guys, I guess Langford, I guess is his name, uh, apparently voted against it. I, I'd have to look that up, but that's what he was saying. He he helped form the bill and then votes against his, it. How do you come up with the bill that you want and then vote against the bill that you wanted? I, in the history of our governance, uh, I don't believe that's ever occurred. I, I don't think it's ever possibly occurred because normally when you come up with some sort of a bipartisan agreement, you move on and everybody's happy. And, uh, and it, it, nobody was going to be totally happy about this. That's for sure. They're real problems uh, that probably still have to be dealt with, but we, they, but uh, even, even if it was passed, but we didn't pass it. So now we've got these problems to deal with and they're going to blame it on each other. It's, it's, and you can't blame it on each other because they gave you what you wanted. And once again, the, the ghost of Christmas past won't be able to explain that to the American people because they can't hear him because he won't speak up. And um, he's not loud enough, uh, which is part of the problem that's seen as his health problem, which then, again, they have a judge come in and he's got 347 pages. And the boys, you know, he doesn't remember his kid's birthday or whatever i mean or when when bo died i mean what is this and the other one is uh 
calling, you know, Nikki Haley, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I got two of them. We have two of them. And they can't find, you know, people who are present. We're going back in time, literally back in time, to run this, run this movie again. Because one of them thinks he got screwed when he didn't get screwed, and the other one thinks that he is going to fix everything. Okay? Jesus. It's, it's blistering in its insanity. Blistering, if that's a word you can use with insanity. And, the, uh, and then, just if that's not enough. They're worried about Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They think... I, I, and these people, whoever comes up with this shit, has got, they have to find them and they have to take them to some sort of a, a mental institution in which they are guided back to reality. Okay? You can't sit around making shit up and throwing it out there as if it's real. Okay? We don't have time anymore. It's bad enough that we take something that's real and make it seem like it's going to be worse when we don't know. You might want to tell us at some point during it or whatever, but not before screaming about, you know, well, it's going to be this way, but well, it's going to be that way. We, I, It was supposed to, I'm not going to, the conspiracy is, is that, um, that the public romance between uh, Taylor Swift and the uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey uh, is a Pentagon psyop. Uh, and uh, whatever that is, I don't know, and I'm not looking it up. A sprawling cabal of deep state globalists encompassing the White House. George Soros, who is this guy, elect him president because he's involved in everything, everything that could be, every conspiracy, every, he's got so much money, he's just throwing it at every election. He shows up, he's always behind the scenes. He is uh, the equivalent of... Uh, the eighty-three million dollars man is is the uh, he is, uh, you know the uh, he is the Wizard of Oz for the the left, and uh, um, he is involved in the National Football League, the White House, Soros, and the National Football League all got together. The National Football League got together with George Soros, who I'm wondering if he ever saw a game. Supposedly engineered the Chiefs Super Bowl run to lend more oomph. To the power couple's presumed 2024 endorsement of President Biden. Seriously? That they got together uh, and they, they, and, and, and uh, it's beyond belief uh, that, that they would, uh, boy, they won at the Super Bowl. Boy, that's, you know, now let's vote for Biden. What? No, people just, we can't even get people to vote. Okay? You know this legendary romance that's out there, and then and then it, it just they do. It, it's, what about the uh, conspiracy to destroy every sporting event in the country by by having on all sorts of nonsense and bullshit and banter that is meaningless? You know there was that that fucking Super Bowl lasted fucking a week and a half. They can't jam enough shit in our face. You know, play the game, okay? You, you do everything you can to make folks, at least me, want to turn it off. It, it just is, uh, it, it's, it's, it, there's no way to fight it. 
you know, it was in this boy. Oh boy, we got another story to throw you. Let's go, Travis and uh, and Taylor. That'll be something else we can look at rather than the game, you know. And then bringing coaches out to talk to them. Stop it. They don't need that. Basketball, baseball, football. Stop it. Hockey. Quit with this bullshit nonsense. Stick with the game. All right. That's what we're there to watch. You're advertising a game while we're watching a game and we're already watching the game. Okay? And then uh, we've got to create, everybody's got to come up with a personality now. I don't care. You know, some of them have personalities, some of them don't. You're putting these people on the spot to, to entertain us. They, 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 they do more than entertain us. They, they work their fucking asses off to reach the peak of their game, and then we go, but, you know, couldn't you be charming? Go, you know, fuck this. God, it's just, I, 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 I'm, I'm flabbergasted by all of it. Just stunned and uh, irritated, and uh, I, I can't get over it. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's beyond anything I, I've ever imagined was possible. My father, as he grew older, lost interest in sports, and I always wondered and what it why, and uh, and I think that may have been part of it too, that it was a lot simpler and became more and more about the glitz and the glamour than it did about the game itself, and uh, because the game is really really a lot of them. I mean, there's a, there's an epicness now to uh, like you go twenty years back. There's an epicness now to the to what they're capable of. And what they're capable of is epic. And epicness, I guess, is a word that I just made up. Meanwhile, the $83 million man uh, decides that he's at a campaign rally just to spew some stuff out that'll get applause because uh, we, we have a good chunk of the American people who don't seem to know that anything occurred until he showed up. And so there is no history. There is no past. Uh, NATO did nothing. Uh, there, there wasn't a war in Europe. We don't need to worry because Russia is there to protect us. Unbelievable. Uh, he uh, told the president of a big, I love it, big, big NATO country, as opposed to the small ones, they're not, you know, that if that country didn't pay its bills, uh, he would not protect that country from a Russian invasion and would even encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want. What? Are you serious? You know, what What planet are you on? Come down. Earth to 83 million. Earth to 83 million. Stop it. And then the people around him say, well, you know, it's a negotiating. He's not negotiating. Okay? What he's doing is opening a door that does not need to be opened. At all. Uh, you know, I mean, he, what, 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 God. What does it take for these people standing on the sidelines to, you know, look, I get it. You like him? Great. But at least, you know, put your foot down about certain things. And this is certainly one of them. So that you can separate the bill, the border bill. Now we got to worry about whether they're going to come up with the money for the Ukraine, who inevitably are being told, we are being told over and over and over again that they're the ones who are doing the fighting for us. And they are. So for God's sake, get it together, all right? 
just because he doesn't want to spend time wandering around Europe because he doesn't think it's important? What? God. Because he wants to spend time in Mar-a-Lago. He's 77. Ball game's over. Okay? Everybody seems to think he's going to, he's going to live to 130. I, you know, the other one's going to drop dead, they say. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I don't care. They're both too old. Let's move on. Okay? Jesus. It's, it's just extraordinary to me that we live like this and that we have to put up with this. And then you have people defending that nonsense. He doesn't really mean it. And as I repeat again, when does he mean anything then? Okay? Did he mean? He was only kidding when he was grabbing push. You know, at some point, some of this stuff coming out of his mouth, I don't care anymore. Okay? You want to run him, you run him. But you have to discipline people who fucking have crossed the line and are spewing nonsense in front of our children and have no sense of history. None. Or what our military does. Or gives a shit. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm not, it, this isn't funny. I know it's not funny. The people write, it's not funny. Okay, well, I get it. All right, I'm telling you. And, but let's wrap this up because I'm too angry to go on. And, and Tucker Carlson, uh, the, the, the former Fox News host Tucker Carlson traveled to Moscow to interview, you know this, he went to interview uh, Putin. Uh, the Kremlin said it denied many interviews requests from Anglo-Saxon media, Anglo-Saxon media, but gave Carlson the nod because his position is different. Yeah, he's he's sucking up. It's extraordinary. Goes over there, not one hardball question. Sitting, you get the interview and you let him spew. Okay, you know it's just extraordinary. I hope they paid him a lot. I really do. Then I get it. Then it's understandable. Okay? How does this shit happen? And that, and, but he didn't, I mean, it completely undermines journalism on levels that it, it's, you could, it's like, uh, just, I, I, there are no words. Some of uh, the empty nesters, uh, some of whom are so despondent about their children leaving for college, they are now employing, listen to this, $250 an hour counselors to help them adapt to life alone. I mean, if you're by yourself, I can get it, maybe a single parent. But if you're in a couple, I, this is, look, I, I don't have children. And I'm, you know, single. But, uh, and so, but, you know, maybe you think, well, I can't come up. But, you know, if you're a couple and uh, one would think that this would be, you know, now you can get on. Like, I am retiring in order to get on with things I wanted to do. Um, and they would. Um, $250 an hour. That's a lot of change to be spending with someone uh, who's going to help you. Is, 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 these parents need to grieve. They're alive. The kids are alive. Said Los Angeles-based empty nest coach, Natalie Kane. How do you, what's, 
What what is the um, requirements becoming a an empty an empty nest coach? Don't tell me we we, we have way too much money. If that's what we're spending it on, that a couple does not know what to do next, that they that they are lost without their children. Okay, I can guarantee you this: the kids are not lost without them, and it's that simple. God, what is the? We are cray 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 cray, and that is individually, as a country, as a neighborhood, as a two-party system, as any possible way you can look at it. We are. We, I don't know where, where, where what the next step is beyond insanity, and if uh, and if microdosing can bring people back, it is beyond belief. And meanwhile, the uh, oh, that, there's that. And the state of Michigan has agreed to pay a thirteen million dollars settlement to patients and staff terrorized by an unannounced active shooter drill at a children's psychiatric hospital in December. 2022, a loudspeaker announcement at the now closed, of course, Hawthorne Center said falsely that the gunmen were rolling, said that the gunmen were rolling the hallways. Um, how do you, in, in a children's, in a children's psychiatric center, I, yeah. that's as you, uh, you go to people, you, you, children who are borderline, and then uh, how how crazy are the people who are doing that? They're less crazy than the, you know, certainly less, uh, you know, the, the kids are less of a problem than those mad. They're mad. I'm angry. <laughs> There's a difference, and they're mad. And uh, we really have to leave our cray-cray at the door and move on with our lives, Okay. Because enough is enough. We can't use uh, each other as punching bags anymore. Okay? It's that simple. And um, and if, if, if a newspaper needs to go back and teach history, then that's, that's it. You know, the headline is, this is what happened uh, 40 years ago, which is why, uh, you know, whatever it takes to get people on track. Because they seem to have forgotten uh, the way of the world. There are no breadcrumbs, Mm-mm. none. I think, uh, you know, both sides are eating them in their own fashion. There are no breadcrumbs. It's that simple. And I don't think we can get back through the woods again. I hope so. I hope you're doing well. I couldn't be more excited about uh the um, the rants that are coming in, let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you're thinking. And uh, for those of you who have those moments where you express something that uh, is that happening around you, uh, those are just as great as those of you who are yelling and screaming. And it was, uh, it's really nice to see you guys let it rip. And it's a pleasure to read it. Um, and... Uh, you know, and and hopefully, uh, you know, if you had a snowstorm or a, there was uh, rain, that it wasn't too bad and you made it through and it all is well. I wish nothing but the best for you because you are the best. And hopefully we get through this because we're better than this.
It's a privilege and a pleasure spending time with you, and I mean that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Richard Mather, I congratulate you because no one has ever ranted about this. So, so I imagine there'll be more coming. You've opened the door. So I go to the store the other day and see apples. That's right, folks, apples. Advertised and sitting on the front table near the door. The trickery had begun. The tag said they were Honeycrisp apples, one of my favorite kinds. If there's only one label on the table, and not thinking ahead of the aforementioned treachery, I just grabbed a random bag, mind you. I love all kinds of apples, Fuji, Macintosh, Honeycrisp, Granny Smith, and even a few other hybrids. So I go to the counter with the bag and a few other items and check out. It had been a couple of weeks since I'd eaten an apple, and I was excited to get home. I, I've never heard anyone uh, get this excited about apples. It's thrilling, really. In its own way. I like to put peanut butter on my apples. Smooth, please. This is in deference to the other rant. So I grab the jar and open it up. My taste buds are salivating. Then the moment of truth. I get the bag of apples and I'm about to open it. And I see fucking red delicious on the label. Where's my damn booze, I yelled to my love. The one damn thing I wanted that evening was a honey crisp apple with peanut butter. Not, I tell you, the abomination of all apples. A red fucking delicious apple? Who came up with that name? Someone who's mad at the world? Yeah, let's name it so all the ignorant apple people will buy it. For starters, the only truth about a red delicious is that it's red. Huh? There's nothing delicious about it at all. It's like all the other apples of the world got together and said, let's take the worst part of each of us and combine it to make one apple. Oh, yeah. Let's name it red delicious so no one will know how it sucks. For starters, the interior texture is like applesauce without the charm. It's actually kind of 
true, really. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. It's devoid of all taste except a hint of mushy sweetness, like a couple of granules of sugar wanted to kill themselves and couldn't think of another way to do it. The outer part is all shiny and super red, a brilliant coloration, like the poisonous <laughs> Amazon frogs that can kill you if you touch them. You can wash them for 10 minutes and still can't get that red delicious slime off of them. It's almost like the apple is in a sausage. Think apple intestine skin. Damn it, I just wanted a good fucking apple. Frustrated as hell, I look around the kitchen for a hint of any other apple that might be edible. Wait, what's that I see in the corner? Could it be? Yes, it's an apple. Not red, it could be edible, son of a bitch. It's the marginally inbred-looking cousin that you never liked, but your parents made you hang out with them when you were young. That's right, the golden delicious apple. You told your parents, hey, this kid's going to go to prison, but sure let it influence me when I'm most impressionable. Sure, the golden delicious might be tolerable in one recipe that my sweetheart makes, but just barely. And I think that the sugar granules in it want to join their parents in the afterlife, like a Brussels sprout martini. It might not be awful, but wouldn't you rather have olives? Damn it. I just wanted a good apple. Where's my booze? Wow. Wow. I've never heard anybody attack apples. The golden delicious apple. Yeah, my parents used to have those around. You told your parents, hey, this kid's going to go to prison, but sure, let him influence me when I am most impressionable. Wow. Richard, a, uh, it's a, a, a long diatribe about apples. Impressive and smooth, not chunky. Thank you. Thank you very much. From Audrey Lintner, uh, someone who sent in a number of, uh, of rants, but this one is, uh, I think, uh, beautifully written, really, <laughs> in, in quite a wonderful style. The, the Book of Tribulations, Chapter 72, in which it is revealed that Audrey wants a new fucking furnace. And lo, in a small house there she lived, who was practical, and he who was frugal. And it came to pass that after the great unclogging, a technician of the same company came forth and rendered inspection of the furnace. And he said unto them, Behold, thy furnace is much aged and is of greater years upon the earth than myself. And he displayed many pieces which were much worn and patched and prone to dysfunction. The frugal man spake dismissively and said, Fear not, for there are to be found on the listing of Craig sundry things which are to be had cheaply and will allow the furnace to age further and will allow great expenditures to be put far off. And the practical woman spake sternly and said, Verily, thou art a cheapskate, and we shall make this day an appointment that we might inspect a new and efficient furnace and enjoy comfort for many days. And the frugal man raised a 
great clamor and stated firmly that he knew a guy who knew a guy. Then the practical woman cut him off right there and said, who knoweth the hour of great price increases, which may at some point soon be beyond our means? Hmm? Who knoweth the hour of great price increases, which may at some point soon be beyond our means? Behold thou the big one, and set thy teeth against it, for I will have my way, and our son shall be warm. And the frugal man was sorely vexed, and withdrew to ponder his bank statement. And there came unto the house of Peddler, who spoke plain, and blew not smoke into great rectal orifices. And the frugal man argued and announced in aggrieved tones that surely the furnace was not that bad and might yet have many days upon the earth. And the practical woman said, Behold this furnace, which is a vast pile of excrement. Turn not your face away from the matter, lest thou suffer great nagging all of thy days. And the frugal man was solely sore afraid, for nagging he could not abide. And he said unto her, I wash my hands of this, it shall be upon you. Whereupon she turned to the peddler and said, Fork over thy pen. And the contract was made, and the frugal man shut his eyes and muttered. And upon the appointed day came technicians with many implements. And there arose from the attic a great clanking. And the cat withdrew in haste and hid beneath the bed. And the temperature in the dwelling became unpleasant. And when some time had passed and the work was completed, the temperature within the dwelling was seen to rise. It was seen to rise. Whereupon even the frugal man offered praise to the technicians. And there was much rejoicing. And so comes to the end the book of Tribulations, chapter 72, written for us by Audrey Lintner, and I've enjoyed it immensely, Audrey. A, a wonderful piece of work. Thank you. And I hope you're warm all these days, and that it didn't go, or that you have a remarkable warranty. You, you better have a warranty. I'm sure you do. Um, your husband may have tried to cut it down to six months in order to save 37 cents. Okay. Deeply appreciated. Thank you. Lane Howard, uh, who has served his country well, has a few things to say that are rather important and uh, attention must be paid, as a great playwright once said, Arthur Miller in Death of a Salesman, but the tension must be paid, especially, well, you'll see. It's unbelievable to me. It's just fucking unbelievable. Thank you, Lane, for this and for spending the time on it. Dear Lewis, I am a U.S. veteran who served during the Vietnam era. I was injured early on during my service, which resulted in several weeks of treatment in an Army hospital. The reason the hospital stay was required be, it was because after being injured, my platoon sergeant was too busy playing with his dick to get me timely medical attention. The injury became infected, resulting in blood poisoning. By the time I was taken to the hospital, it advanced into a bone infection in my hip and right leg. After the treatment was finished, I was to go before a medical review board. 
for consideration of a medical discharge, but instead the army just sent me back to my unit and I completed my three-year enlistment and was discharged. Fast forward to 2009, I requested my service medical records from the morons at the VA so I could file a claim for compensation and treatment for my service injury. After five years, five years, I repeat that. It's important at times to repeat certain things because the words seem to slip by more and more so as we land in the world of social media. Or maybe it's just me. After five years, I finally got service connection uh, for the injury, but with a 0% compensation rate. This means I get $0 compensation for the injury and am not eligible for veterans' health care. And since I'm married, my wife and I together make too much from our retirement to make the to meet the requirement for VA health care. So I'm fucked there too. Wow. Why would you have to make the money to make VA? Why couldn't it be a part? Unbelievable. Or why couldn't you put it together with your health insurance? Is anybody anywhere home? Since I requested my service medical records in 2009, I have subsequently requested them four more times using a veterans service officer. And as of this date, 12, 28, 23, 14 fucking years later, still have not received a copy of my medical records. I don't think it's asking too much of this clown show to quit playing with themselves and sending me my fucking records. Just a couple of years ago, I filed for a hearing disability from serving in an armored unit for two and a half years. You know, tanks and big fucking main guns that make a shitload of noise when they go off well. Lewis, it uh, only took the VA a couple of weeks to deny, 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 deny that one also. They said that serving around shit like tanks and artillery does not affect my hearing. Really? You're being kind. You're saying really. That is, fuck, I mean, tanks and artillery. I fucking, I mean, just a gun makes enough noise. These assholes are fucking unbelievable. First, they grant a claim on my leg as being service related, but they don't pay compensation because they say there has to be an active infection going on. Or my leg has to have rotted off in the past 50 years since I was injured. Neither has occurred, so I'm totally fucked as far as the VA goes. Doesn't make a difference that my ability to walk and enjoying my life had been adversely affected because of my service. As far as the VA, I'm just another number, just another veteran. They fucked out of getting what they deserve. Yep, what you deserve, what all veterans deserve, what this country has no comprehension of uh, in terms of that. I mean, a lot of us do, and uh, it is astonishing. I, all right. Lewis, I come from a family of Army veterans who have a proud history of service to this country. And even though the BA has screwed me around with all their bullshit, I'm still proud to have served and would do it again if called on to do so. Um, well, I mean, that's the kind of uh, 
service I'm not capable of after what they've done to you. I mean, that's part of the deal, Lane, and you're a bigger man than I. I don't know if I could do it again uh, after what they did to you. It's it's ludicrous. And uh, I'll never forget going um, to a... uh, I was in Salt Lake. I was doing uh, an ad for um, my HBO special. We did it in uh, a VA, a VA hospital there in Salt Lake City, which a chunk of it um, was empty, not even being used. And I'm sure there were enough vets there, and there certainly were enough homeless there to tip one off to the fact that I'm sure that there were enough vets there. Um, because they don't, you know, that also is a fuck up on our end, but uh, um, that that there were enough vets that uh, that entire building should have been used and they should have hired all of the staff necessary. And uh, well, you've explained it better, Lane. I'm, I'm just a guy standing on the sidelines. I'm sorry for what they did to you. And I'm amazed at, uh, at what you had to say from beginning to end, with deep appreciation, sir. With deep appreciation. It seems that Kay Norris had a bad day, and so he uh, he quickly got it out of his system, and I mean quickly. Why does the government spend so much money keeping stupid people alive? It's diluting the average intelligence of this country. Other nations aren't doing it, and they are passing us by. Let them die. Don't buckle your seatbelt. Throw that helmet away. Put your kids in the front seat and roll, baby, roll. Wow. <laughs> Must have been a bad day, Ken. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people you're throwing <laughs> under the bus, I guess. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope it helped. <laughs> From Yves de Leon Guerrero. Speaking of New York City's New Year's ball drop and Boise's potato drop with my old Idaho friends, I had to share the kind of New Year's celebratory object dropping I have to deal with in my new home in central Georgia. Not that there aren't amusing drops in other nearby locations. There's the Peach Fest in Atlanta, the Possum Drop in Tallapoosa, in Tallapoosa, but in the city of Perry, uh, they have the buzzard drop. Buzzards? According to Tabitha Clark, the city of Perry's senior communications manager, buzzards migrate through Perry during the winter. The water tower used to be their resting spot, and the city noticed the mess and damage that was left behind. They knew they needed to do something. Our community has something special, Clark said. It's very exciting. It's very unique. They recommended that we actually use a dead buzzard to hang on the water tower, and that will distract the buzzards and make them go elsewhere. What the fuck? Hang a dead buzzard from the city water tower to celebrate the new year? Apparently, that was a thing for years. I have visions of Southern fried goth kids and Adam's family's wannabe clamoring for a view of the annual spectacle. 
But now the city of Perry rings in the new year with a plastic buzzer made with real feathers to keep them away. Wow, a buzzard drop, a buzzard celebrating New Year's with a buzzard. It's kind of antithetical, but maybe to the point. Maybe, wow, it's going to be a year in which they're picking our bones, so how bad can anything that's not a New Year's where they're picking your bones is kind of a good year. Well, thank you, Heath, for sharing that with us, that little snapshot from Perry. Wow. Wow. Deeply appreciate it. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, batter, batter. Are you ready to hit a home run with flavor? Step up to the plate and swing by Penn Station East Coast Subs, where every bite is a grand slam. Craving a classic Philly cheesesteak or maybe a savory chicken teriyaki? Or how about loading up on their delicious fresh-cut fries? Call it a triple play by ordering Penn Station's signature fresh-squeezed lemonade. When it comes to subs, Penn Station is the big league. Order online at penn-station.com or stop at a store near you. Penn Station East Coast Subs.